All right, welcome everybody to a super special Behind the Host podcast. Um, I've been so excited about this interview for many, many months, weeks, years even trying to make this happen, but we finally made it happen. So uh, what we're going to do, I'm going to play the intro, we're going to go straight into it, and we're going to find out all about one of my favorite peoples on Instagram, Miss Kira Castle, otherwise known as the coach for the host. This is a freestyle. Going off the dome. Thank you, Ready for my close up. Good looking. Let me tell you, get more bookings. Oh, that'd be nice. Giving me tips, tools, and advice. Yeah, you're gonna get them, hon. You're gonna sit back, listen to Mark Simpson. Whoa, having a blast. Gonna get it on the Bruce Lee podcast. Bruce Lee like Bruce Lee, cause it's so hard and the tea is loose leaf. Making up those rhymes, don't write it, just do it loosely. If you want my respect, you're better put direct. Mm. Here are the words in the podcast. That's what comes next. All right, Kira, here we are. <laughs> I never tell anybody that's coming, and it always throws people off because it is kind of funny. I love it. It's my that's uh, so dope. Freestyle. I wish I could say that I did it. Actually, at the event last week in Nashville, I had people coming up to me saying, "Wow, you're you're good at the rap," and I was like, "That's not me. We may be British, but we're not the same person." <laughs> I feel like it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Um, okay, so. Kira, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm really excited. We're going to dig in for the next 45 minutes to an hour and just find out more about you and, and the amazing work that you're doing. I've got so many questions and I haven't really pre-warned you on any of them. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing it. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you for being part of it. But before we start, I just want to give a little shout out to a Boostly member uh, called Rose, Rose Tipker. Rose literally sent me a message on Instagram uh, about an hour ago uh, and the, the message says this so i've been following your tips on direct bookings and she just got a ten thousand dollar direct booking which is yeah. insane so i asked a question how did this happen so they booked off my website they found me on a social media post she's been posting every single day and which is something that we talked about for a while it's in the book and yeah somebody just found it put a request in and have just completed the booking, which is fantastic. So I want to give her a, a shout out. So thank you very much for sharing that with. That's amazing, right? When you when you see little things like that come in and, and like it's it's a it all makes it all worthwhile. And I know you've got many of these stories because I see your Instagram. I see you everywhere. It is amazing. So Kira, for those who may not have come across your Instagram just yet, can you please just give a quick breakdown of who you are, where you are in the world and why you started doing short term rentals, please? Yeah. Okay. First off, I have to say thank you for even inviting me on. You are a huge deal everywhere. Um, and I we've been following each other for a long time. So just thank you so much for inviting me on here. And congrats, Rose. <laughs> but so my name is Kiara. Um, I'm known as the coach for the host on Instagram. I started hosting in like tw beginning of 2019. And um, I what happened? I was working in corporate. No, no, I was about to graduate college and I realized I didn't like accounting because I did a couple of internships. And I was like, yeah, this this culture, this lifestyle is not for me. Um, so I stumbled upon Airbnb and I was like, okay, I can make my salary in a month, you know, with one little bitty one bed, one bath unit, I might as well, you know, get three or four and I'll be cruising. So that's exactly what I did. And um, now we're here. I'm here. I, yeah, we're here now. And now, yeah, I don't even know. If you told me I would have been here three years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. And <laughs> now we are, we are here. So we're definitely going to dig in. We're definitely going to dig into like the, the background and how you got here. But before we begin, can you just please explain to me the amazing people that are around this table in this picture? 
Oh my gosh. So we had an amazing time in um, Houston. Uh, so that's my husband right by me to the the left. Yep. <laughs> and then Julie, she's so amazing. Million dollar host. And then Noble, he's to the far. Him and his wife are to the far. Yeah. Right. And um, he is he's known for government contracts when it comes to like, you know, bookings and all that good stuff. By the way, I have started reading your book, Derek, book, your um, direct the book, Derek playbook. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I've been you. reading it and I love it. And then finally, last but not least, TJ Tajani and his wife, his wife is so amazing. Um, but we just had a good time and now we're here. Now we're here. So that was uh, an event that just happened in, in Houston. So I'm so amazed you got to meet up with Julie George. I've been spending my last week, seems like I've had my last three weeks with, with, with Julie. And obviously for those who don't know who Julie is, uh, mm -hmm. from Australia, um, grew and sold and scaled, scaled and sold her business now, traveling the world and meeting up in events. And it, it's crazy. I feel like we all discovered it of each other via Clubhouse. Yeah. That's where, yeah. where it all began, sort of beginning of 2021. 20, and this is why the last week has been so amazing because I've, I traveled over to America and met so many people yeah. that we discovered on on Clubhouse. And now uh, we're, we're, we're doing this. So thank you very much. So let's let's dial that from the beginning. So uh, you were in Virginia. Mm -hmm. That's great. So your, your partner, your husband is in is in the military. So you were he was based and you were doing bits. And how did you sort of then go from being in Virginia to because you, you always talked about and some I've listened to you on the podcast with, with Jesse mm -hmm. and Rafa. You talked about how you've always been a born business owner, a born entrepreneur. You've always yeah. been used to selling things on the school bus, et cetera. But when was that moment that you sort of realized that you could um, take a business, take a property and start doing it on short-term rentals or on Airbnb? Like what, what was that sort of moment? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, what's crazy. I feel like because of my story and the way I grew up, I didn't think I could, which is so weird because, well, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but at the same time, since I didn't grow up with much, the reason I chose accounting as my major is because I wanted something secure. So I didn't have to worry about where the next paycheck was coming from, where the next mail was coming from, if the lights would be cut off, things I dealt with as a child. So when did I realize? I probably realized it way after I started, like probably sometime last year or this year, although I'd already been hosting. And it's only because I was still stuck in that I need something secure and stable mindset. So I would say, hmm, if I had to put a date on it, it wasn't until after I got back to moved back to Houston with my family where I was like, okay, it just has to happen. I have to make it happen. So it wasn't even like soon after I started. It was like way after. Yeah. And so you got started and you, you got started with one property, obviously, uh -huh. that's how everybody gets started. What was right. that experience like when you first sort of got the booking came in and you had your first set of guests? Like, do you remember that sort of moment? Because obviously <laughs> now you've had many guests. Like, what was that first moment, the moment that you sort of get the booking, you know, that on the day of arrival, can you sort of remember that? Because it was kind of kind of recent. Yes. So I remember that day like it was yesterday. We got our first booking and um, it was like a girl. I remember her face. And um, I was like, you know, Andre, maybe we should like meet them and tell them how to work the door, tell them how to do all this. So what we did is like, we waited outside for them. I was so excited looking outside the window, just waiting for them. And then when we saw them like walking over, we ran outside cause it's an apartment building. We ran outside, I was like, hi, I'm Kira. We're on, you know, Kira and Andre. And then we were like telling them everything like, oh yeah, you're our first guest, we're so excited. Let's know if you need anything. And they were like, they were like a little shy, so I was yeah. like, thank you, whatever. But they ended up walking in, and um, after that, it just felt like I was, it felt like I was giving off my kids to be married, because it was like, ah, 
my baby. <laughs> That's how it felt. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, yeah, okay. It, it just became like an everyday thing. And, and you have different goals because the goal then was to get booked. But now that we know how to get booked, the goal is like, okay, let's figure out how to reinvest and like, let's grow and grow and grow. Mm. I don't remember that day like it was yesterday. Everybody remembers their first guest. Everybody remembers their first guest. Doesn't matter where you are, how long you've been, been doing it. So over the years then, and yeah. I imagine that you've had many of guests and come and stay with you from all different areas. Is there one guest that stands out? Is there one guest, one memory, one story? Is there maybe one guest who maybe left something, whether you liked it or not? Maybe one guest that was just a crazy story. What's like that, that one guest that really stands out, stands out for you, if there is any? Oh, there's a couple. I remember a couple of negative stories before I remember the positive. One negative is um, this one lady, she booked for like a week and a half and she was supposed to stay in our unit for a week and a half. She got to Virginia and turns out she just decided she didn't want to stay anymore. She hadn't even got to the property or anything, um, but she decided she wanted to stay on her boat instead. And I was like, what, your boat? So it was big because I had just started and I, I didn't know how to navigate it because I was like, okay, I'm worried about my five-star reviews because I'm new, but I'm also worried about my money. But, you know, I also want to make sure I'm, you know, but then I was like, okay, Kira, you have a cancellation policy. Just tell her, you know, just tell her cancellation policy, cancellation policy. She never ended up leaving a review, but um, we, we stood firm. And I think we told her, like, we're not, like, we, we can't. And it was a really, it was my first real learning lesson. It's like, mm. either you people, please, or you, it, it's a really hard mix. And then I would say the positive story. What's the positive story I can remember? Oh, I met someone whose husband's a, a big producer on a lot of shows on HGTV. And her, she's like from the area of one of our Airbnbs. And I kept that connection because I'm like, girl, you know, if you need any black women on your shows, let your husband know I'm here. So <laughs> nice. we in contact a little bit. So those are, but those are like talking about bookings and talking about marketing. Sometimes those are the, some of the best connections to have. If I've got people coming mm -hmm. in and out of Houston or coming in and out of your town, you know, we're yeah. going to need accommodation. So it's a little message saying, hey, yeah. you know, if you're anybody yeah. coming to town for any shoots, nice, nice that work. That's so true. Mm -hmm. which, is, which is where my mind instantly goes to, which is where I'm <laughs> always thinking with like the marketing hat on. Right. Okay. Right. So moving fast forward then. You've got mm -hmm. your first property. When did, so when did number one property sort of then evolve into two or three? Like where, where are you currently at in, in, in the business? How many properties do you have? And what was like the, the sort of the kick point to go from, hey, we, we can do this. You chat to your husband saying, this is this actual viable business model. When was that sort of kick off to, to property number two? Ooh, okay. So I have another, like a short story, I promise. It's a story though. Oh, keep going. So, no, right. So um, my husband well, when we were dating, he decided to go to the military. So our agreement was while he was in the military, I would be in school. Then after I graduate, I would be working, kind of taking care of us how he did when he was in the military. And then he'd go to school so he could get his degree and move on. But when I realized I didn't want to do accounting anymore, I was like, oh, crap, I have to figure something else out. So I tried a lot of different things, a lot. I kept trying to go back to accounting, but things just kept happening. And I feel like God and the universe, whatever you're going to call it, they were like, yeah, just stop trying to do this accounting thing. So... Um, at one point I was like, okay, Kira, like, what can you do to make sure that you're set and you don't have to go back to accounting if you don't want to? And I was like, well, the Airbnb thing did work. Um, so when we, so remember I started March, April, 2019, we got back to Texas, November, December, 2020, that next month we started up again. But I think the real like point was when I realized that on that unit we had, when we first moved back to Houston, we made 
in the first 11 days, because it was the end of February. So this took, I think from like the 12th to the 28th or something, we made like $7,000 on a two bedroom townhome. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so that's when I was like, okay, like let's scale up some more. That's when I realized it can be very valuable. So 2021, I realized, okay, this can really work. So I am still really new to this, but at the same time, I have learned so much because we did scale up quite fast because the next month, that March, we had eight more units. And then after that, we realized we wanted to save our funds and reinvest them to buy property. So that's what we're doing now is buying property. But I, it, you know, yeah, it, it probably took two years for me to realize like, this is real, like you can really do this and scale up. And I think I have, you know, a lot of people in the industry see me and are like, hold on, who's this girl? Where's she come from? But well, I think it's more. I, I think like we there. came to get, we came to like, I came to know of you probably when you were just about taking on those extra properties because you jumping into Clubhouse and the yeah. knowledge and the experience that you shared. And this is, this is what I love about Clubhouse is that anybody can have an Instagram. Anybody can have a TikTok. Anybody can look, <laughs> make to look like that they look like they know what they're talking about. But when you go into Clubhouse, there's no people doing it for you there's nobody sharing you right. it's you it's literally you you if you if and the, when you're up on stage you've got like that one or two minutes to show you that you know what you're talking about and this is what right. clubhouse was was really good for to be able to separate those that just have nice pretty instagram pictures but really don't know what they're talking about to those that really do know what they're talking about and you were one that 100 stood out that's why you got on my radar and then you know what's so crazy i'm pretty sure we met before clubhouse i know it for a fact Okay. I know it for a fact. Well, that's that's interesting. We'll have to dig them out. <laughs> I know, we know, but I remember. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know who I met in Clubhouse and who I didn't. And I'm pretty sure. I think I knew you. We followed each other before Clubhouse. Well, even if it was before, like now, if we look at your Instagram and just the way that your growth over the last year, yeah, it has been amazing. Like you look at the the quality of your. I love your reels, by the way. Your reels are fantastic. I love your stories. Like, when did you realize that um, what you were talking? Uh oh. What, oh like, sorry, I was going to say, <laughs> when, did, <laughs> when did you sort of think that, hang on a second, well, what I'm talking about could really help others? Like, what was that sort of kickoff point? Because I don't know, it's, it's maybe been the last year that I really noticed that your social media game has, has, has taken a level up. And, like, what's been that sort of kickoff point? Oh my gosh. So, I took some courses on like Forex and stuff between before I started my coaching business. I started in August 2020. And right before that, I um, I was just helping people get booked at that time. I have I, weren't, I wasn't helping people start their units. Mm. And um, I was taking so many courses and I would do well with like their products and stuff. I was like, hold on, like how much did I just pay for this course? And like, I feel like I have knowledge. I just don't know how to package it. So I, I would say June, July slash August, my husband was getting out like in two months. And I, that's another reason I was like, okay, what's another way you can make money without having to do accounting? Like that was my goal. I was like, I just don't want to go back to accounting. So um, I was like, okay, let me find someone who can help me package this knowledge. Cause I didn't know crap about marketing. I, I was an accountant. So I found my coach and um, she, she she's actually coaching consultant now, but well, she's a mainly consultant, but she taught me the process of launching and how to, how to build a course and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, I just know I have a lot of knowledge, but okay, here's the thing. I feel like people are gifted and I don't, I don't, I, I really feel like it was like Airbnb was a gift to me because when I first started, there were a lot of things that I figured out that I feel like I shouldn't have known unless someone taught me. And that's how I knew like, okay, wait, how did I know how to do this? I knew how to respond to guests. I'd never been in customer service. I knew, you know, I knew how to 
how to mitigate situations. I knew how to get to the first page on Airbnb. I knew what attracted people. Like I knew where their eyes went. It's just like things I wish, I don't know how to explain, but when I realized that it was a gift, I was like, okay, well, if it is a gift, I can't hide my gift and I can't keep it to myself. Let me go help other people. And I think that is why I have grown so much is because I use my gifts to help others get booked on Airbnb. I know, I know, I know you're not just supposed to be on Airbnb, but Airbnb uh, came. To- <laughs> well, we we, we got to start somewhere. We've got to start. Well, obviously we're talking on the diary booking podcast, but we've got to start right. somewhere. And obviously you started on Airbnb. Now your niche, the, the people that you now help, females and mostly females. American Mostly American, would yeah. you say? Oh, yeah. So mostly American. I started off helping everyone, but I've always had a female audience. It wasn't until I got to YouTube that Nell started to discover me and be like, hey, do you also coach women? I get that message like every day. Do you coach men too? Well, <laughs> this is the thing that I've learned, and this is something that I really like about yourself, is that you've got to bury yourself so far down in a niche that there's room for nobody else. And you don't have to be the best. You just have to be the only. Those are two things that I've always stuck with me. And, you know, if you're trying to appeal to everybody, then you'll appeal to, to nobody. But yeah. it's, it's what I love about your course and your coaching and the way you document it so well on, on, on social media is that you really care. <laughs> you really care. As in, like, you've just recently traveled back from, is it Florida? Or so you were somewhere yeah. with one of your students helping them get get started up. And, yeah. you know, that that's, uh, that is uh, amazing to see. It must be a lot of work. must be, you know, uh, but obviously the, the, the payoff is, is, is there, which, which, which is massive. Yeah. So let's go try and give a little bit of advice. And so if there's a, a host, somebody's watching this, maybe they're just about to get started or just about to pull the trigger. What is the, you've coached a lot of people now. What's the one mistake that you see your sh- students make that one main mistake that you see most people make when they get started in this industry what what do you see that being you know it's crazy i feel like our, ours might be the same but i want to hear yours too so can i can i do it when i reverse <laughs> yes yeah, so we want me to go first all right absolutely yeah. <laughs> so mine what i notice time and time again is when i talked about niche and we talked about guest avatar i feel like everybody is trying to have just anybody anybody's got money <laughs> anybody who can pay anybody wants to book with me come book with me and i feel like that's the that's the core mistake that i see so many people make and it's interesting now as we come into 2022 going into 2023 more and more hosts are having to be really dialed down on on their niche and it's not just one property it's like a brand of their businesses and i take a fantastic example it's um sergio at jungle house let me bring up his website up on the screen because he's really dialed down on who his uh, guest avatar is. All the properties are designed the same. All the property has got that jungle house feel. So branding is on point. So it's just basically, it's the house with the plants. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you really do get a real good instinct as soon as you land on on his site and on, on his business. It's like, yeah, this is this is a, this is a surgery. This is a jungle house property. And I feel right. like that's, that's where we're all needing to go. So whether you focus solely on maybe digital nomads, people do workations. Maybe you're going to focus on solo people or big groups, whatever it may be. I feel like you need to have that niche. And I think that's the, the big problem that I see. But when mm-hmm. you do get it, life is so much easier because we've only got a very limited inventory. There's only so many heads on beds that we can, that we can fill. This isn't Amazon, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's uh, you've got to understand your guests and it's not so much your business, it's, it's your area. So who yeah. comes to Houston? Who comes to yeah. Columbus? Who comes to York where I'm from? Like, who are the people that come? And then you just go from there. 
That is so true. I I feel like mine is similar because um well first off that was that was amazing and I now I'm about to go look up Jungle House when I'm done here and go show my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, we love good ideas. But um my mine would be mine is there's two. There's a lot. But my top two is a they don't they don't get to know their area. They don't know if people are actually traveling there. Well, everyone travels everywhere, but they don't know who's traveling there. And like you said, they don't know who to market to. And then B, I feel like they don't, it, it goes back to the target audience. How do you furnish your property to pull in the people you want? Like you shouldn't be going to stores and getting random pieces of furniture. You need, if you can't afford a designer, for example, like me, when I was starting, I was still in college. I used my internship money to start my unit. And I was like, this better work because I don't have no way to pay the rent. So um, I, I would say what I did is I looked up different interior design styles and I said, okay, which interior design style works best for me? And so I really liked Scandinavian because it seemed clean. It seemed like something that could easily be clean between each day. And I said, okay. I'm gonna go Scandinavian. I know I went on Google Images and typed in Scandinavian interior design style. I looked at all the pictures on Google and I said, what do I see? What are common threads? What are common colors? What are common couch colors? What are common fabrics? And that's how I shopped. And I feel like it did help me because I kind of had my, my horse blinders on. So when I was in the store, I only looked for things that were Scandinavian. And because of that, that's like, I feel like that forced me to have a target audience. And so now today when we furnish, we add, well, most of our units are Scandinavian. And I think because of it, we have the same type of guests. We don't have the partiers. We don't have the people who are crazy. We have good guests, good quality guests. That's all so, we yeah. want. That's all we want. Well, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. And that's a really good tip as well. Like how you furnish it will obviously help with, with everything else as well. So let's look at behind the scenes. So the, the sort of the tech stack that you are, you are using, what helps run your business behind the scenes? Not the people, but like the things, the softwares, like what's, what do you have in place that helps run the show? Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny. I have all of them on, the, on, on like on my tabs at the top of this. <laughs> like, oh my God, where do I start? So I use Kajabi. Um, Kajabi is to hold my course. And then I also use Thrivecart and that's kind of like a sales pro well, no, it's not a sales processor because I use Stripe and PayPal for sales processing, but it's more for like the sales page. Um, I use Zapier. Zapier is amazing because every time something happens in my business, it automatically does something for me. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's like a it's like an assistant. It's like a virtual it assistant. A, it is a twenty-four hour assistant that is on. It literally is, I yeah. know. And, and it's then, free, which is amazing. You, you know, so I I outgrew the free. I think within a week. Wow. You, you have, it's, it's, I always say it's like popping a Pringle. Like once you pop, right. you can't, you can't stop. You just got to keep going, so, which, is, <laughs> which is awesome. So you've got Zapier. So that's for the coaching side. What about the hospitality side? Do you use things okay. like hospitable? Do you think, you, what, 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 what do we have in place there? You'd be surprised. I only use Airbnb. What? Yeah. So I, again, I feel like I, Airbnb is one of those things I, I understand really well. So it's really easy for me to, every time they have something new, I can implement it. I know, I know, I know I shouldn't just go on Airbnb, but I understand it really well. Kira, but, me and you are going to talk no, after this. You know, <laughs> that's why I started reading your book. I was like, okay, Kira, you had to. So I'm on page like 40. So I'm we're going to, we're going to slowly just like peel this back, peel this, you know, this back. I'm going to speak to you this time next year. And you're going to be like, what, <laughs> Matt, I've got boom, 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 boom. I've got all of it. Yeah, we've got I'm all of it going. <laughs> now, yeah. um, so what would you say then would be your main social media channel? I'm going to say you, I'm, I'm going to say Instagram but with a little sprinkling of, of YouTube is, would you say that Instagram is your jam? Is that where you spend most of your time? 
it's where I spend most of my time. Yeah, but um, it's so funny. Most of my traffic comes from Instagram and used to come from Clubhouse. So I had a popular interview that I did, podcast interview, and it blew up. It really did. And and for till this day, most of my followers come from that interview. And um, I realized, too, a lot of the interviews that I do, they're always like one of the top viewed videos on their channel or the top viewed video. So I told myself, okay, if someone asks you to do a podcast interview, don't be close off because I know people charge for interviews. I was like, why not? Why charge when it can be like a, it can really be something where you like people like my audience will discover you because I'll have to post this, but also your audience will discover me. So well, I've just found to- out today that people charge for interviews. I didn't know that. I need to work that out. <laughs> well, I would say like the big people, actually, it's crazy because sometimes the person interviewing charges and sometimes the interviewee charges. That's great. Well, uh, well, no one's going to get charged here, which is which is, which is <laughs> crazy. So, which was that interview that you spoke about? Who was the the interview that you did that was the kickoff point? Who was the? Yeah, her name was Sarah from the She's Off Script podcast, and um, she her podcast is for like women mm-hmm. who are who are just wanting to you know do something different with life. And um, I, until this day, I can't believe how big it's grown and. I was like, you know what? Let me try this YouTube thing because it was on YouTube that she posted it on. Mm. So I was like, let me just post a video. I'm, I'm not going to take it seriously. I've done four other YouTube channels in the past, and they barely got any 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 views. And let me try this. So my first video I did, I got like six thousand subscribers and like over two hundred sixty thousand views on it. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I like YouTube. I see why people, you know, go to YouTube because Instagram is a lot of work, but yeah. YouTube, I feel like it's it's work, but it's not instagram work well in instagram is your 15 minutes you know your, yeah. your, your post will last for 15 minutes with youtube it lasts forever because it's a search yeah. engine and yeah. people will find you at many different times i've been very <laughs> fortunate to be posting on one channel since 2016 and people still come to the boostly channel uh through a video that i did four years ago which is that's insane and, and it's just it basically it is a, a catalog of work and that's mm-hmm. all you're doing is you're building it up instagram facebook tiktok they're all amazing but with the algorithm it's like here today gone tomorrow um, yeah, digital blueprints. Did yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. amazing. All right. So talking about Instagram and YouTube, um, I'm going to bring up the the page on here. So the coach, coach for the host at coach for the host. Please do go and and follow. Um, like I say, you will not be disappointed. I remember uh, putting a little shout out for yourself. I think it was a couple of months back, and the amount of people that came back to me saying, "Oh my gosh, I love." I love, love, love the Instagram. I love Kara. It's, it's amazing. It makes me laugh. Like your filters, you've got the tattoo filter, which we, <laughs> which has become <laughs> like, like my thing. <laughs> I know of that through you, but yeah. you need to get that branded somewhere because that I is know. that is I amazing. Love it. I love it. All right. So the YouTube. Um, how do people? I assume people can find that via your Instagram. But if they were to go to find the YouTube, how do they find mm-hmm. that? Um. So I would just go to youtube.com slash. I think. C slash or no, actually youtube.com slash Kiara Castle okay. YT. Yeah. Um yeah, or you can just let me think what else. You could just like look up Kiara Castle and you'll see you'll see two channels for me. You'll see my vegan channel from when I was vegan. Oh, that's what I got just then. I just found the I vegan know. one. Yep. <laughs> so I did that. Um I had a bunch of fun when I was vegan and, and on YouTube, but that didn't again, I feel like that that wasn't my gift, so that's why I didn't do well in it. I feel like you know, short-term rentals. And now we're doing doing this. We'll get get it all linked up. We'll find all the links. And and I I do know that video because I remember seeing it. I was like, wow, it's crazy. It's got so many, so many views on it. And it's something that you've literally just launched as well. 
video. It's like not even that long. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. It just goes shows the power. Just goes to show the power of it. Yeah. I care. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to reach out to you directly about maybe coaching or just asking questions, is Instagram the best place to start the journey? Instagram is the best place, um, but also you need to go read the playbook that Mark wrote because <laughs> it's a great start as well. Thank so um, find me on Instagram. Um, I'm always I'm always open to talk to anyone. I, I know you sent like a lot of people my way, and I would like to say thank you for that. We still talk to this day, so thank you. Yeah, for of course. And hopefully one day, just like with Julie and with TJ and Noble, you all got to meet in person last week. Hopefully the next time I'm over oh, in the states, it'll be in person. Thousand Are you not coming to TJ's event? I, I can't with the baby on the way. It's, yeah, you're it's, right. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's nails nails to the mass now. We are, we are here. Yeah. Nashville was yeah. amazing. Uh, 2023. Well, I'm gonna bring the whole family over next year. So yeah, oh, I can't wait to meet the boys and the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. All right, Kira. Have an amazing day. I know it's morning your time. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you everybody for tuning in. And as always, this is the Boostly Podcast where we give hosts the tools, the tactics, the training, and the confidence to get more bookings. And let's leave this with a little freestyle rap. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode. Now, before you head and go anywhere else, before you click to the next episode, before you do that, do me one big favor and go check out boostly.co.uk forward slash trust. IPRAC are the sponsors of all of the Boostly content. And the reason why I work with them and the reason why we spread the message of IPRAC is that when a host or a company is looking to get more into direct bookings, the main question they have is around trust. As in, will a guest trust that I am a true and real business? Will IPRAC take care of all of that? And they've got a special offer that is only available to Boostly people. But to do that, you need to go to Boostly, which is B-O-O-S-T-L-Y dot co dot UK forward slash trust. You can find out all the information there. You can book in a demo, book in a call, and then you will get your super special offer that is only available to Boostly people's. Thank you again for tuning in. Do go check out iPRAC. We'll be back again very shortly with another podcast episode. But until then, we'll see you all very soon. Take care.